Seek what is above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of the Father. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And dear brothers and sisters in Christ, I proclaim a message of great joy. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. And on this Easter Sunday, we proclaim this great joy and this mark of our lives as having been won by his death and resurrection. During our season of Lent, we've been reflecting upon the last things, judgment, death, hell, heaven, purgatory. Heaven is today's final consideration, the finish line, as it were, of our existence. It's funny, as I think of that, the term finish line, my mind goes back to my days when I served in the U.S. Army as a chaplain, and there was an annual event that I always dreaded. It was called the annual Army Physical Readiness Test. We had to do push-ups and sit-ups, and then a two-mile run in order to show the brass that we were physically fit for another year. That two-mile run was always a bit of a challenge because when I started out on it, I didn't see the finish line. I just simply knew I had to run until I had to stop, until I came to the end of it. And so running that course became a little distracting I would be running for a while and start looking around. I'd see familiar sights and places and all of those things. I would say, oh, it'd be so nice to stop in there for a glass of water or, be, oh, there's a bench. It'd be just nice to sit down. But no, kept running and kept running towards this finish line that I knew was there. I just couldn't see it. But... What joy and what excitement when that line came into view and when especially it was nearing me and became within my reach. My dear brothers and sisters in Christ, what we proclaim today, the resurrection of our Savior, is for us then the finish line in our sight. We have been created in the divine image, meaning that we have a mind with which to know, a heart with which to love and to choose. We've been given an intellect and a free will as well as this human body because God so made us. And in creating us this way has given us creation, all of these good things to point to his eternal goodness and the union he wants us to have with him. So St. Paul beautifully describes our journey on earth as a race. Run so as to win. And we keep our eyes firmly fixed upon that finish line. In our earthly life, however, because 
of all of this goodness around us, it's easy to forget. There's a line there that marks the end of the journey. And so it's very easy to get distracted, to look at the pretty sights around us or the the things that seem to be a little more comfortable. I can rest my feet, I can catch my breath, but then the temptation is to just stop and sit by the side of the road. No, our Lord encourages us to continue the race because there is a joy, there is a victory that is to be celebrated once that destination is reached. We no longer think about God. We no longer have concepts and ideas and theories. We see God face face. It is your face, O Lord, that I seek. Hide not your face. God is no longer something to be contemplated in abstract thought, but now to be experienced fully in the divine life of heaven for those who have died in that state of grace and that encumbrance, that way anchor, that drag anchor of sin has been severed and that purification has been undertaken. Now the vision of God and only God lies before us. Everything makes sense. All of those things that our Lord has used to prompt us, to move us forward. Now we see their completion. How do we describe so great a joy? How can we possibly capture in words what a glorious union this is to be connected eternally? to the font and source of our existence, the font and source of love. How can we possibly find words? Because if we think about it, pleasure, joy, can only be really understood by the one who has experienced it. Think of it. I've been to the Grand Canyon I could describe the Grand Canyon to you, and you would simply just have to, if you've not been there, just have to think of what a great big red-colored hole in the ground looks like and say, wow, that sounds really amazing. Or if you're a musician, I can say, consider Sibelius's Second Symphony. And you say, yeah, I bet you it sounds really cool. Eh. Unless we experience it, words cannot fully express the joy, the beauty, but it can still give us a taste. So words fail us. The experience is far beyond anything we can know in this world. But Christ's resurrection gives us that vision. He shows us all that God has done and said in creating us, And though we misused that freedom we've been given, he restored us in the resurrection of Christ to that 
open hope of heaven, the finish line for us. Because freedom, that free will we've been given, doesn't just simply mean we're able to choose alternatives without coercion. Freedom means that we're uninhibited, unfettered by attraction to the scenery so that we can run that race as God would have us run it, that we live our lives as God would have us live it, so that we may rejoice forever with him and experience that beatitude, that blessedness, that defies words. My dear brothers and sisters in Christ, the Lord is risen, he is truly risen. And in showing the glory of the resurrection offers to us that hope of eternal joy for us. We pray that in this Eucharist, indeed in our lives from this moment forward, we may run with that exuberance, that expectancy, that joy, because the finish line has been presented to us. What do we have to do with the scenery, with the easy things, with the stuff that keeps us from running that course? May this Eucharist make our journey swift and joyful so that we may rejoice forever in that eternal Easter and rejoice, Alleluia, the Lord is risen. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Dear brothers and sisters, through the Paschal mystery, we have been buried with Christ in baptism. And so, now that our Lenten observance is concluded, let us renew the promises of holy baptism by which we once renounced Satan and his works and promised to serve God in the Holy Catholic Church. And so I ask you, do you renounce sin so as to live in the freedom of the children of God? I do. Do you renounce the lure of evil so that sin may have no mastery over you? I do. Do you renounce Satan, the author and prince of sin? I do. Do you believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth? I do. I do. Do you believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was born of the Virgin Mary, suffered death, and was buried? rose again from the dead, and is seated at the right hand of the Father. I do. I do. Do you believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting? I, I do. do. And may Almighty God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has given us new birth by water and the Holy Spirit, and bestowed on us forgiveness of our sins, Keep us by his grace in Christ Jesus our Lord for eternal life. Amen. Amen.